Hey everybody, welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Buja, and with me, as always, is the one, the only... Alex Reveal. How's it going, folks? Hey, I'm sure they are doing quite well, but Alex, we have yes. a very special guest this week. I don't know if you. I, I don't know if you've if you've noticed, uh, folks of the of the internet and of the movie bl- movie review sphere, especially the one that I frequent, will recognize our host. He is the ho- our co-host. He is the host of the only podcast about movies. Another great and fabulous other dimensional movie review podcast because they are. In his world, the only one. He is my longtime friend, fellow Fitchburg State alum, all-around great guy, and fellow Brooklynite, Mr. Matthew Kroll. Welcome to Oscar Watch. We are glad to have you here. <laughs> this vacation uh, to Earth 616 has been quite uh, quite the trek, and I'm glad to be here with you, uh, Steve and Alex. Thank you for having me on. Excellent. So, um, you've, you've come a long way, obviously. You're, I have. You're a, a I've ver- traveled the multiverse to be here because I knew how important speaking about this particular Oscar winner was. Yes. We brought you here specifically because you have very great opinions on this film. But for those Do of I? the... You have honest opinions that we like to hear. But for, those, uh, for the audience members who don't know, uh, Matt... Tell us a little bit about the only podcast about movies and and what it is you do on there. Sure. Uh, uh, basically, on my home reality, um, I don't know the actual Earth number. I just know this one because I traveled here. Basically, uh, we looked and saw, see if there was other movie podcasts. Obviously, th- there weren't after maybe five or six minutes of trolling. Actually, I was kind of just looking at Kotaku. Um, but, yeah, no, we pick a movie every week, and then we just review it. We go, do we dive deep? And, uh, yeah, we've been doing it for a long time. And even before that, Steve, we had same-night movie reviews. So between you and me, we probably, if you want to add them up, and actually, Alex, I don't know your numbers, we've been reviewing movies for probably a total of, like, almost 30 years. In a, I would in a, say so. Yeah. It's been a thing. Yes, I believe uh, 2016 marked our 10-year anniversary of Same Night Movie Review. So we have been oh. doing this oh. in some form or another. And, Alex, I think you've been, you must have been writing for yeah, a lot of yeah, about a, a decade or change then too, yeah. So, so what we're learning is <sighs> we're all old. <laughs> we're all old, Basically. and we all have a podcast where we're just doing it for free because we want someone to listen to us. <laughs> because we love you, listener. <laughs> we do love you, and again, thank you for listening, uh, Matt. If people wanted to get in touch with you, we're gonna we're gonna do some housekeeping. Where would uh, oh, good. where would they find you? Uh, you can find me and all of my life and works. Well, actually, if you just want to go to onlymoviepodcast.com, that's sort of the hub. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, etc. If you want to email and uh, talk about any sort of movie, you can go to onlymoviepodcast.gmail.com. And if you like me and funny pictures of Skeletor and my cat, you can look at me at Skeletor, the number four P-R-E-C <laughs> on Instagram. His cat is really cute, by the way. He's, uh, you so might is... hear her. She is sleeping <laughs> yeah. now, but normally when I'm talking into a microphone, she tends to make her presence known. Okay, well, that's that's fantastic. So, moving on to today's movie. It seemed, and I know this was a random roll of the dice from last week, but this is, shall we say, a very timely film for us. And not just because it was literally the last movie that won Best Picture in uh, you know earlier <laughs> this year, but because there there is a character in this in this film that is playing a sort of prominent role in the downfall of another great american institution 
uh, <coughs> recently, and that, that institution is, of course, Donald Trump and the Republican Party. Uh, so <laughs> the film is Spotlight. And Matt or Alex, whichever one, whoever wants to answer first, what is this movie about? Give, it, give me I a plot. Well, I don't remember, Alex. Mine's going to be bad. Alex, take what that one. <laughs> okay, let's hear both <laughs> of yours. It's all, about, it's all about newspapers and journalism. It's, it's, uh, it's basically, it's, it's a true story. It's based on an uh, uh, investigative team called Spotlight in the Boston Globe that was investigating the Catholic Church, uh, uh, all, all the, uh, the, the molesting and uh, goings-on that was happening back then. And uh, the reason that we know about so much of this was because of this team, and so this is uh, the story, and uh, all about this new editor coming into the Globe and kind of breaking apart everything and uh, setting people uh, to investigate this really, really heinous crime and, and, and conspiracy, really. And... Um, and yeah, that's the movie all about the story of what the, led to many Pulitzer Prizes and careers. And uh, it's one of those things that you read about and it's like, OK, that's a, it's an amazing story, but it doesn't seem like it would be cinematic at all because it's I newspaper. Agree. I'm sure. <laughs> I, knew <that. laughs> I knew that was going to come. But no, it's because it's one of those stories like newspaper, like editors and reporters are not exactly the most cinematic. Any writer <laughs> we're, not, we're not good at, you know, any, and any writer is not really good at uh, getting out there and get, showing their emotions and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, being visually interesting. That's, that's kind of just not what they do. Okay. Uh, but, but they're too busy writing, you... doing journalism. Yes, I am. Right, right, yeah. right. You're too busy inside your own head to, to show anything on this on the screen, pretty much. But I don't know. I, 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 I mean, not to get into it right away, but I feel like the, the film does a really good, good job of making it interesting just about, you know, just conversations and investigating and uh it's a really thrill really remarkably thrilling i think for for what the subject matter is because it shouldn't be there's no way it should be interesting at all okay. it should just be a bunch of like guys like in poorly lit rooms which it kind of is i was gonna say uh, so far you're just <laughs> spot on. Right. waiting for the exciting part wait a minute that des- guys that describes us too right now I just know if, the listeners, if the listeners could see our dimly lit rooms, uh, we are we are we are a beautiful Skype bunch. Yes, Skype light, shall we say? Okay, Alex, great points. Yeah. Matt, rebuttal on the. Pl- uh, how would you describe this movie and maybe tease out a little of your own thoughts and feelings? Uh, this movie is a story about telling a story. Now, the story that the movie is about telling is an important story about obviously the the hidings and the awful things that were going on in the catholic church um and and that is an important you know in in real life it was important it had a lot of gravitas it affected so many families it was it's awful and and obviously there's still you know echoes of it to this day and it's not like it's really over so much it's just you know it's sort of shifted around uh but the problem i have with this film is all of that gravitas about the actual thing that really happened uh, that's very important and, and gives you real gut feels about the entire thing. Uh, that's not what the movie's about. The movie's about telling the story. It's a story. It's the story about telling the story that makes you feel things. The story the movie tells you doesn't at least make me feel things. It's just like, oh, this again. It was kind of how Alex described it. It's it's people doing journalism, and journalism is important. I mean. And if, again, you look at the times, sort of the just the the lack of true journalism we're getting even in this election from really any side or anybody, uh, and it even drowns out like the actual the actual like one or two good like places you can find information. 
Like Otaku? And, yeah, like Otaku. That's really the only way. That that's where I get all my politics. Um, but the, the, the point of the matter is it's just I respect journalism and I respect this story, but I don't think a story about journalists finding and telling the story is engaging, at mm-hmm. least for me. Uh, and, and I have a, I have a sort of uh, an axe to grind with films that rely too heavily on the subject matter like that already has weight. And I feel okay. like this thing just takes this controversy and just leans hard and gives us lots of just shots of people talking in offices. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, that's just me. I don't know. I I, I like what it does. I, I kind of it's not it is. I mean, I understand your criticisms because it's all about people working and about doing good work. And it's not really anything. You know, it, it doesn't really dive except for like Mark Ruffalo's character who yeah. who gets a little emotional about uh, what's actually going on when he you know realizes how how fucked up this whole situation is. And um, he's kind of the only emotional face for the film. Almost everyone else is got everyone else is too connected really to feel anything and it's all about them yeah 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 so i can understand that but i don't know i feel like just the fact that i I love that it's it's about these people who are so they are all connected to the catholic church all of them are catholic all the characters except for the all the relapsed catholics pretty much yeah they all have they all have like you know some some connection to it and they're all kind of did ignore it they're all kind of complicit in this it's not until they can get out of it and they start doing work and then just uh, you know diving into it. I, I don't know. I do find that that so amazing and engaging, and and uh, that's the part where I get really sucked into the into the story itself. Mm. And I, I I find that concept engaging. I just think because really the only people that I felt did some real acting work was Ruffalo and Tucci um, oh. in this film. Everyone else just sort of if you could. This is what one, one of my key arguments and why like. Yes, all that stuff could be interesting, but and, and they are all lapsed Catholics, and they all have like minor backstories this movie touches on subtly, but because the characters are so drab in themselves, you could actually take, in my opinion, any of the characters that are not Stanley Tucci or Mark Ruffalo and intermove the actors and into the other characters, and the performances, without adjusting the performance tone, would feel exactly the same. And therefore, I'm not interested... I, I just I, I can't get behind those characters personally. Okay. Um, especially I, in in, in that, such but... a in a um what's the what's the word? Just in, in this sort of like very procedural, you know, uh, narrative basically. Like right. uh, you know, to the By point the where there's Yeah, I mean there's let's let's call a spade a spade. There's montages of going through Excel sheets and uh, <laughs> like slide rulering like old paperwork over stuff. Like oh, yeah. there's montage. Save the montages <laughs> for like Rocky. Right. Like I definitely counted I counted four montages. It oh. was <laughs> It's a lot of. You gotta love the, the newspaper printing montage. Yeah. That's a classic. Right. You gotta have that in there. Would, the, the, uh, the newspapers being delivered to the doorsteps, and you gotta yeah. have that. They, de- any they, newspaper de- movie. they definitely missed out on the spinning newspaper that stops. <laughs> and there's a big headline. Catholic Church in trouble. Something, something, something like that. Okay, so uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, 88th uh, Oscars, and. Where Spotlight won, where Spotlight did not win, and all the other movies that came out in 2015. Woo! That was my that was my going to break noise. The movie making process is complete. The picture that hits the big screen is the result of collaboration by dedicated practitioners of the art, many of whom we recognize tonight. 
writers, directors, designers, cinematographers, effects artists, editors, composers, actors, and now, of course, the producers who guide the process from the first glimmer of an idea to the final fade out. Our last award honors that magical realization. Once again, here are the nominees for Best Picture. Brooklyn, Room, Spotlight, Bridge of Spies, The Big Short, The Revenant, The Martian, Mad Max Fury Road. And the Oscar goes to... Spotlight won Best Picture in 2016. Alex, what else did it win? What else was it nominated for? It only won one other one. It was uh, one of the slightest uh, Oscar winners that we've gotten. This uh, it only won also for Best Original Screenplay. Okay. Uh, but it was nominated for a whole bunch. Uh, we got Best Director, Tom McCarthy. Think, we yes. did The Station Agent. Have you guys seen The Station Agent? Because that's the that one with Peter, great. It's with Peter Dinklage, right? Yeah, Peter Dinklage film, uh, maybe like a decade. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. an old film now. It's one of those movies where you're like, you're like, oh yeah, this guy's amazing. Like, like they, they, they should have, he should have been a star a lot earlier. He's, right. he's great in it. Uh, he also uh, he also wrote the movie Up, which one of yes. my one of my favorite animated movies. And Who his, wrote Up? Yeah. To, uh, the director, Tom McCarthy. Oh, at first I thought you meant Peter Dinklage, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, how could I possibly love this man anymore? <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, oh, my, my wife used to see him on the subway, random aside. My wife used I've to see Peter Dinklage yeah. on the side. And he, like, he's always like, taking the train around, and she used to like yeah. stare at him, and she's like, oh, I hope he doesn't think I'm staring at him, you know, because he's a dwarf, and not because he's Peter Dinklage. So, like, right. and she actually had to ask him one day, and then they used to say hi to each other. But yeah, he's just like, wow. just to take, oh. take the train to work. Your yeah. wife does. Or yeah. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so spotlight. Also, the the actors got some uh, some notice. We got a uh, best supporting and best uh, best supporting actor and actress. We got for Mark Ruffalo and Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it also <laughs> you know, just wait, for Rachel and, McAdams in this particular film. Oh, okay. So I, I was about to say like Regina from Mean Girls is is, is classic. Don't. Don't hate on Rachel McAdams. No, no, Rachel McAdams is great. Uh, she, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah. But not a, but okay, but but not a fan, not a fan. Okay, that's fine. Uh, what else? Uh, what else? Was, was there got, one uh, best best film editing, which it had the uh, the horrible misfortune to go for film editing this year, as we, as we know what we all know. Come on, we're, we got to talk about that later. But uh, we will. Yeah, it did not win film editing. It did. Uh, do you think it should have been nominated for film editing, guys? Opinions on that? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> I, no, I think so. I mean, I, I think this goes back to like you know making it interesting. You know, making people in a room interesting. You gotta. I, I, but I feel like it, it. They didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did. I, 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 I just feel like it, it moves. It, it, it the movie doesn't. It's not slow. And yeah, the award absolutely. for third most boring montage set in an office building in Boston is. <laughs> oh, it's Spotlight! Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Actually, wouldn't it have been weird if it went to like The Martian? <laughs> Oh, it's got Dave, Matt Damon in it. He's probably uh, also true. Also true. I, uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, I'm going to agree with Alex on this one. I was never bored or disinterested in what was going on. There are things to talk about later on with it, but I do, I do think it was actually edited fairly well. However, I am not the professional. You are the professional, literally well, the no, professional no. editor. <laughs> this is what I'll say. Look, I don't think. Look, I'm not saying that the editing in Spotlight is bad. I just don't think it's noteworthy. I think it's competent. 
I think it did its job. It it got the story across that it wanted to tell. I, I I mean, I would be hard pressed unless I really, really sat down and thought about it on how to cut that the, the current content that I saw to make it more interesting. I, I think they did the best with what they had. Um, so, I mean, Take but again, I, when it comes to like, oh, best editing of the year. No, I'm very happy that was not even a, a question. OK, OK. But Matt. Well, all right. Oh, sorry, Alex, you were saying. I was going to say Star Wars also was nominated, which I found kind of weird. The Force really? Awakens. Yeah, that was yeah. it was nominated for editing. Editing, yeah. Yeah, which I, I wouldn't have a whole of things of that. Like, yeah, it got for visual there effects. Are, it got nominated for a bunch of didn't get. There I mean, are other uh, movies I would I would nominate before Star Wars for the bravery to use like uh, you know gradient wipes again. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, no one's doing that. So nominate them. For, so for for really holding back on the uh, on the lens flare. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Academy yeah. Award nomination. <laughs> Best movie that doesn't look like your other major space franchise goes to. Hey, he's gonna be doing that all night, folks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and the award for me doing that all no. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Um, Matt. So we had like what eight nine movies nominated last year, which is uh, admit which. Nine. Was it something like that? That was like seven. Seven. Oh, maybe seven. Still, more oh, than well, eight, more, eight, 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 eight movies. <laughs> more than five. Yeah, eight. There are a couple, a couple on there that were just doing it for the marketing. What, what, what other movies were nominated that year? Okay, so Last you year. have you have uh, the Revenant. Um, good film. I had a few problems with, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, it was definitely the, the big contender. People were saying, "Oh, it's probably right. going to be the Revenant." There's winning a, but did you hear about Leo? Yeah. Did yeah. you hear about what he went through? Yeah, there's a ton of. And I know that's the silly so part. Many, I mean, so I, many what problems. I like the Revenant for is the natural lighting and the way the way they shot the film and the craft of the filmmaking, as opposed to, I mean, the story they told was fine, but it's, whatever. That was that was the big push for me. If I was thinking yeah. like that's what I would lean on if I was trying to get that uh, the yeah. award to that. You Dear had, God, uh, it was the pretty. Big sh- the big short, uh, yeah. which uh, I. Spoiler alert, was also not a big fan of. No. <laughs> uh, had fun moments, but uh, it, it, it's at this point, it's like, I don't know, it was a combination of like wanting to be a documentary and, and Wolf of Wall Street. And I was like, you're almost there on both, but not quite. I don't know. Right. I, that one didn't hit as well as I know it did for a lot of people for me. This one um, hit very well for me. I, 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 yeah. I really enjoyed the big short. Big and, short. But I, and it's weird because big short, I'll even I'll I'll concede to a couple things uh, of just sort of personal bias and preference um, where other movies on this list. I will not um, the Brooklyn, which I did not see. Heard lovely things. Gentlemen, did you see Brooklyn? I, I only <laughs> live the there. Yeah, well, I mean, why? I mean, we're already here. <laughs> <There's> nothing, <laughs> we're not going to see anything new. Um, Bridge of Spies, the most uh, Tom Hanks film of the year. Uh, very Tom Hanks. I Very, mean, and and that's good. It's good. It's a good. I think solid. it was. I think it was also the only Tom Hanks movie of the year too, so, which would make it sure. the most. I mean, Tom, yeah. It would also make it the least Tom Hanks movie of the year, I suppose, technically, too. The Tom Hanks movie of the yeah, year. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg, written by Joel and Ethan Cohn. Mark Rylance won the Best Supporting Actor over yep. Sylvester Stallone, and I know a lot of people were very mad about that. However, Mark Rylance is really. Really he's amazing really in this. Good. He's, he's really, he's good. really good. He's the best part and of this movie. I love Sly, like, and I love oh, everything he's been doing, both the silly stuff with the Expendables, and uh, you know this this amazing thing he had in Creed. Um, I just, 
it's not like this isn't he didn't do anything new with Rocky for me. I mean, the movie itself is new and fresh and whatever, but the character of Rocky, he's been playing Rocky for fucking what? Seven movies now. Like this is yeah. something the yeah. Academy has seen. He's won for it. Right. So he, like I, you know, it, it's a nice like Cinderella, like maybe it'll all come back around story. But other than that, other than having that nice bit of closure, I didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Martian, which was a delight. Delightful. Uh, I again, the I best, saw, and it. also the best, the best musical or comedy. Yeah, yeah, I heard. absolutely. Oh, At the weird. Golden Globes. Thank God we weird. don't do the Golden Globes uh, on this show because yeah. that would well, just they, be yeah. hoot. that now, right? Is it not going to be like that this time around? Yeah, I th- yeah, I, th- I think there will be some stricter genre guidelines <laughs> because there's this earlier. There was another dust up with the movie that's terrible movie, The Tourist with Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. I think because oh, they yeah. did, they just wanted those two people to be there, so we're going to not... Oh, that, that, that wonderful was, musical? That wonderful musical. It's a god-awful movie. Don't go see it. Ever. Okay. Uh, but, the, but, oh, wow. the, but The Martian itself was, was wonderful. One of, <clears throat> yeah, Rid, one of, it's, it's great when Ridley Scott gives a shit about the movie he's making. Yeah! Yeah, no, <laughs> totally agree. And um, I don't know, I just liked it because I like I was left. Um, wow, well, I'm just. I'm sounding like such a just like I hate everything. But I was left <laughs> a little bit like sour with Interstellar, and so the next like big space movie for me was this one. And I, I, I was like, oh, okay, this is the this is the space tale that I want. The like current kind of near future could be real space tale that I wanted. Um, it was super fun, and I really liked it. And I was glad it was nominated. I don't know if I would have given the award to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It does. I don't know if it's that level. It's definitely yeah. a fun film. But yeah. yeah, it's a fun, optimistic film, which is yeah rare. Yeah, rare, certainly these days, this day and age. Yeah. Make it science cool too. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Science, science the, the shit out of this. <laughs> um, then we have uh, Room, not to be confused with its very similar one with the preposition of the before it. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, because that would have been. That would have been something else. Oh, hi, Danny. And and also not to be confused with the the other movie in which a Scott Pilgrim lady gets kidnapped and held in a tight enclosure, which was uh, 10 Cloverfield Cloverfield Lane. That is right. Both both, uh, Envy Adams and Ramona Flowers got dealt some shit cards in their in their characters not that the fact the character the characters were both great i'm just saying their characters were both kidnapped uh, <laughs> or had something to do with kidnapping uh room was great i loved room uh it's a fantastic movie i love yeah, the kid I, I, the kid was yeah. I, just a great and it was weird that he work. wasn't nominated that was odd that was he uh, he, he carried that movie yeah a 100% lot. absolutely uh and um, Finally, there's one. There's one movie that uh, I think we all want to talk about. But what was the last movie that was nominated? This the last, last movie year? Uh, that should have won the Oscar for 2015. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler uh, alert: was Mad Max Fury Road. And <sighs> I know just saying that, like, if I had said that before anyone had seen this movie, uh, no <laughs> one would even <laughs> remotely take me seriously ever again, nope. and rightfully nope. so. But hold it, it, shit. <laughs> There's no way it should have been that as good as it is. It, it just it, everyone thought it, like you come on. Even as Mad Max fans, like we're like, okay, this is gonna be a great action movie. Hmm. You had no idea like the level it was gonna reach. I mean, right? 
we're talking before about uh, briefly about Spotlight with best film editing. Thank God, Mad Max Fury Road won for best film editing because if they won for anything, like that should have been the one. Because I I've never seen a more competently and and tightly edited film than than Mad Max uh, Fury Road. It's it's insane <laughs> yeah. how that movie how well that, that movie is. It's a two hour movie. Yeah, and it was this was it's was edited by director George Miller's wife. Right. Who had never yeah. edited an action movie before? No. Yep. Which is possibly the best thing to do. She's she worked on a bunch of like docs, right? Or like I a think bunch so. of yeah, documentaries Something. and Babe. Uh, you know, like a couple of his other like you know like he she worked on Happy Feet, a couple other films, and she's yeah never did that. And how many hours of footage was it? It was like three hundred something hours so of footage. Oh, yeah, the, like that. The, the kill ratio was nuts. Oh um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, but, and, but I would say that excellence is not only just in the editing; it's really kind of in everything. There's not an aspect of that film that I would be like, oh well, this kind of fell sh-. like nothing fell short for me in that movie. Right. It's. Uh, it works on so many levels. The story, like, there's sure there's not a lot of dialogue, but the, you know, you don't, script, need it. you don't need it. Scripts are not necessarily just people talking; they're people doing things, and it's the ideas presented. And they just present all these feminist, uh, wonderful characters and plots and intrigues. And I've 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 seen this movie. I don't. I've lost count how many times yeah. I've watched this film, and I'm always discovering something new, and that's the sign of something truly special. And I didn't think we had that anymore. I know. To be it's honest, not, it's, it's not like. Um, I mean, all those things were great too. But just even if you narrow it down even beyond the script and beyond sort of the story, the world building they do with oh, such God, yeah. minimal sort of like hand holding. Like, could you imagine the shit show that movie would be if like it opened up and be like. The year is 2097. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> if this uh, were a studio yeah, film. There are three yeah. cities in the wasteland. And it's like, oh, just <laughs> uh, But, like, you learn <laughs> some character. About- oh, the bullet farm? That's where they get all the bullets, bullets. from. <laughs> like, let's go over to there. Maybe in Gas Town we can get some gasoline, which we call gasoline. You know? yeah. Like, there'll be some kind of goofy shit like that. Yeah, it, it definitely... And there's so many everything is repurposed to. I love the way that they're every time you start noticing like how they have like the um like the shoe sizer is like the, the gas pedal and how like how the, right. the, the, the every, everything is being like repurposed and, and, and uh found from the old broken down world. And I there's just so much of that you start realizing every time. Yeah, there's just so much to soak in. Our especially because it's so, so fast. So it's tightly so, fast. so tightly there's so many cuts too in that film. Right. The Art best, the, the best two hours uh, last year, and this movie, this movie did actually win. I think it was six Academy Awards. None of the, none yeah, of the big the ones, fun, but it, it won the lion's shares of the awards last year, and it was the, can was, was the big. Can winner. I ask you guys a question before we sort of get back? Because that, that's all of them. Um, <laughs> but the, the, let's talk a little because you guys have talked a lot about Oscar films. Is even though it's 2015. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think at that at this point in time when 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 Spotlight won and this movie in, and Mad Max Fury Road was in contention for it, do you think the Oscars would ever give a film like Mad Max Fury Road, despite it being and in my opinion, and I feel like I could back it up a lot, the technically the best film of the year? Do you think they would ever actually give it to Mad Max in 2015, like? Like what's because when I was watching, I was like, no, they're not. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, right. I I, I don't think so. I, I I definitely don't. I feel like uh, I mean we'll get into this later, but I I feel like 
they always try to make a point with the uh, Oscars too. Like if they, if there's a message to send, they'll they'll try to send it. Uh, it's definitely not the kind of movie we talked about this a little bit. How like they don't besides Annie Hall, there's no comedies. Besides well, besides Silence of the Land, there's no horror films. Uh, there's not much branching out besides right. the you know the the important politically or socially uh, conscious movies. There's there they always do tend towards that, that right. tend towards those films. And so, yeah, I, I really didn't think it had a chance. I mean, it would have been amazing if it did, but I, I didn't think it had a chance. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying I want it to go like, and, well, this is the thing. I don't think there's, there's nothing lowbrow about Mad Max for a road other no. than it's kind of pedigree that it completely broke away from. Mm-hmm. Like, right. so, so I just, I wish we saw, cause we, again, we don't see movies like Mad Max for a road a lot. Um, but I, I just wish the shackles were a little bit looser when, so that when they come along, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel like this, like, oh no, this is objectively the best, but we'll never give it to it. We'll nominate it. So, right. we, so we wink and nod and we're like, we know what yeah. movies are good, but th- it just won't win. And that pisses me off in general. Uh, and I hope that we, especially as we move on and the Oscars continue and different types of films, hopefully get in there, um, you know, one, one, one would hope it it again uh, the Oscars are political. Remember last year was the Oscars so white uh, <laughs> Twitter right. Twitter hashtag campaign thing whatever. And so and they were they, really white. They like, were they were they were very white. They were stupidly white. And there is a, there is a lot to say. There's a I think a, a lot of the papers Variety Deadline Hollywood reporting that the typical Oscar voter is an old white guy who's like. 60 or 70 something which also hilarious because the guy who made mad max furry road is 70 year, years old and he's mopping the floor oh, with yeah. literally everyone else out there that it's it would take a demographic shift in the membership which the oscars have been trying to address this year i think they've inducted a whole a bunch a slew of younger and minority uh members to its ranks good but until I guess until the old guard retires, they die off. They, you know, have it. They change their ways. It's 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 always we're always gonna the Oscars are always gonna go to Oscar movies, which is it's a catch twenty two because I think so many of these so many Oscar films that we call Oscar films just won an Oscar, and so that became what an Oscar movie is. And so now, eighty eight years later, we're thinking, oh, this is an Oscar movie because a similar movie like this won back back in the day. So we should keep that tradition going, and we're not really going to break it unless we really need to give it to Lord of the Rings, or people are going to riot if we don't something you know, something like that. Right. But, yeah, and even that, I felt like it wasn't just for that one film, too. I, I didn't feel like they gave Return of the King. Uh, we'll get into that whenever I do that episode, but right. that was for the whole, everything it brought to the table, the whole series. Right. The whole series, which, yeah. all, which, all three, which all three were nominated for. Yeah. Right. Um, right. A, 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 wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be funny if Two Towers won, but the other two didn't? <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? That's that? Oh, all right. How, how does that work? But okay. Uh, one, uh, one. Okay, moving on from Mad Max because I think we will actually have an episode about that and just how wonderful it is. Um, f- one fun Oscar fact about Spotlight: this is the first film in sixty-three years that only won two Academy Awards, where one of those Academy Awards was Best Picture. Do you guys know the other one? Oh God, no! <laughs> uh, did we Alan? cover that? No, <laughs> we no. did one that didn't. Uh, we we did we did one that won one, but that the, oh. that but that was like nineteen thirty something. It was ah. Cec- it was Cecil B. DeMille's The Greatest Show on Earth, and 
I never saw that movie. I don't think anyone has ever heard of that movie. There's a there I've was heard a, the name, but I couldn't pick it out of like it. a lineup. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was apparently a very political decision because they needed to give DeMille an award because he was getting old or something like that. But, because reasons. But fun fact, so yes, Spotlight did only win two Academy Awards, joining the illustrious ranks of the greatest show on earth a movie you probably have never heard of anyways guys we're gonna be we're gonna take a short break and we come back and talk about spotlight stick around so we'll write a holding story and we'll keep our eye on the herald keep our eye on the herald they run this and they get it wrong the church will bury it we we got to do this now mike mike what why why are we hesitating baron told us to get law this is law baron told us to get the system we need the full scope that's the only thing that will put an end to this then let's take it up to Ben, let him decide. We'll take it to Ben when I say it's time. It's time, Robbie. It's time. They knew, and they let it happen to kids. Okay? It could have been you. It could have been me. It could have been any of us. We got to nail these scumbags. We got to show people that nobody can get away with this. Not a priest or a cardinal or a freaking pope. You finished? Yeah, I am. This is bullshit. So we come now to chapter two of our Boston duology. We did The Departed a couple weeks back, and now we are here on Spotlight. And let's open the floor up to Matthew Kroll. Oh, God. <laughs> Matthew Kroll, you've, you've given us hints of what you have enjoyed what you have enjoyed what you have not enjoyed we're gonna we're gonna start specific this is a film of actors doing what they do acting how is the acting in this does that does it help or hurt the movie for you um i I mean i kind of touched on it a little bit but just to sort of dive in more i think (sighs) it takes How do I put this? It takes a skilled actor. No, no, back it up. These are all good actors. And maybe that's why I hold a lot of sort of contempt for the acting in this film and how I feel like all characters and actors are interchangeable with one another, with the exception of Stanley Tucci and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Michael Keaton, again, he never gave me a thing to care about. Liev Shriver, uh, kind of interesting, but still the same sort of monotone. I love uh, Roger Sterling makes an appearance. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always forget that actor's name. I'm, I'm horrible like that. Um, Roger uh, Sterling. Oh, uh, yeah. So. Uh, you know, it just... I think overall, if you want to take it for the sum of it, you know, some of its acting, it hurts it. It, But I, but the interesting, the counter-argument to my own is that they are telling this true story in a very true way. But at that point, why not just make a doc like okay it would have been more uh and i know there's been documentaries made about this i i know that but like why not why why make these great actors just be sort of baseline i i would say it hurts it overall steve that's what i would say okay i wouldn't i wouldn't agree that they're baseline i I, the problem i think i feel is that they're they're playing character they're playing actual people and this is how apparently how exactly how they are (laughs) There was an interesting interview with, uh, not an interview, with an editorial by um, uh, uh, Marty Baron, who, who uh, Leif Schreider's character, uh, Leif Schreider portrays. 
And uh, he has a great quote where he talks about how um, he's, he's portrayed as a stoic, humorless, dour character. And then he said that his colleagues instantly recognized him. <laughs> he's, yeah. like, he's like, yeah, they, 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 they nailed you. Like, like, apparently that's exactly who he is. So it's like, yeah, I can understand that. Not, like, like, like we're talking about before, not exactly the most cinematically interesting people, you know, the characters, because they're real people. But I don't know. I, I kind of – I understand the need for the film, though, because it's like, you know, who's going to see a documentary – about uh, you know child sex abuse uh, story you know a documentary versus a movie with the Hulk in it you know that's that's <laughs> the thing it's it's getting the the story out to the okay, going back to the Marvel stuff for you uh, but yeah but, uh, you know my reality is seeping into yours like... <laughs> no but I mean I feel like that's that's kind of was the repercussions because of this but they don't know about the people behind it and uh, it, i feel like it wouldn't be as far out there if it weren't for this film so uh, you know i feel like it's it's shi it's shining a spotlight on a on a important part of our history that's 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 the one part where i i kind of almost agree with the academy in this in this way as much as much as i dearly love mad max yeah i think I think the 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 acting is all great. These are all gr these are all great actors, and I think that's what helps carry the characters. Because ultimately, I don't think there are there are paper thin archetypes here, or not 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 even not even archetypes. There are just these characters who are doing this thing, and that's fine. But what and it, they are elevated by the fact that you have. Michael Keaton, you have Rachel McAdams, you have Mark Ruffalo, you have all of these amazing, talented actors here, but they don't have anything. And that, and this, and, th and this leads into the main problem: they can only do so much with what they're written because what is given to them is almost nothing. It's a movie that is primarily driven by plot. There is nobody, nobody goes through anything. In this movie, there's no character art. People start one way and they go th and they go through this whatever this this story. Uh, I don't know. And they end. And they and they maybe the exception of, of of Michael Keaton's character, but a little what bit. I will say, very and, briefly. And other times, but the thing is, so normally a, a movie takes its characters through, and there's some sort of change for at least some of them by the end. This one. What it does, and it's what it, it sacrifices so much time on, like the research and so what I consider like the boring shit, and it doesn't give you enough of the moments of, of um, change in the characters. Like there might be a line after a quiet, pensive pause with Rachel McAdams and her mother, I think it was, like about something, and like if you read into that more, yeah, that could be change, uh, but not real. Like, and Michael Keaton, you don't even, he just like says something, you're like, oh wait, what? And like the one, the one moment that I thought really worked well in this film and was super well acted wasn't even one of the big names. It was the other dude, Mustachio guy. Uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but because he's the, he's the least famous, I guess. But uh, it's when the newspaper, or no, was it, is it when he drops the, um, he Brand puts Darcy the newspaper James? on the, the priest's doorstep, right? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he's when he, when he walking down the neighborhood and he sees how close it, yeah, how close it is, and then no, the, the, the oh, no, I'm talking about the second part where he where he goes and just drops it there. Yeah, it's his little yeah, act of defiance. Like, that's like yeah. that's like a huge like boom, like that. Yeah. That's the only moment in this movie that hit me. Uh, and when you have the, in, it's just the argument of like 
the actors are so good that they're doing their job too well. They're portraying real people in a very real way, in a very realistic setting about how journalism works. The problem with that is that the way journalism works is not interesting. That's I'm a that's yeah, because yeah, it's, it's true. because you're going for facts. So if I'm going, then that's why I bring up the documentary thing because you are right, right. Who's more people will see this, and I do think it serves an important role to like, show like this is a thing that it's happened. It might be still happening, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. More people will see that uh, film like this, especially with Oscar buzz, uh, over say a documentary. However, then there's the question of, okay. I mean, if this movie was just made to get the sort of story out, right? I don't know why this movie was made. It was written by someone, and then it was made, and whatever. It feels to me, honestly, like Oscar bait. It's a film that has a very sort of poignant and important story behind what the story is, Mm -hmm. and then it can do whatever it needs to do, and then as long as it comes off earnest, it will get praise, so while it does do a lot of good things, I feel like, for the cause that the movie's story is about, is about I don't know the, how many secondaries things of that. <laughs> I just don't know. I just it, it also leaves sort of a bad taste in my mouth. Like, you are relying a lot on this tragedy to make your movie compelling. Right. So, and you're profiting so, off. Right. So, so it's, a, it's a movie that is weighted with the drama of the story, but is not, in your opinion... Maybe not necessarily a great drama because of the way it is presented. Like, obviously, right. no like, drama, it's a- no drama comes from anything on the screen, with one or two minor exceptions. Uh, and the the drama all comes from the fact you're like, oh fuck, this is real, this happened. Right. And when that when when the major emotional pull is the backstory to a script, and not a, a character, oh. It, no. it doesn't. It doesn't do. I'm. I'm just a. I don't know. I'm no. just a. I, I focus more on character. Right. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. Yeah. yeah. No. To. Uh, to. Uh, to. Uh, to. To. To make a point. So, this is based on. It's based on a true story, and it's a horrific, horrific true story, and it is very real to life. But that does not lend itself to make movies. And I want to present a counter example to how you can take a, perhaps, pede- boring and mundane story and make it something that actually does win an Oscar, and that is Argo. The true story of Argo is not nearly as exciting as what they present on screen, but they change it enough to make it it a movie, to make it a film, to make it entertainment, while still retaining a lot of the same ideas behind it. But you have these characters that you care about, that you get to know. You get to know Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck goes through some stuff, and they're makes it a more entertaining experience this movie this spotlight is an important movie and it from the very first frame it is saying it is declaring it is an important movie it ultimately does not become a great movie in my opinion because it doesn't give us any characters don't give us anything to really hold on to it's just so in love with itself and i would say go see argo instead oh i don't no, I kind of disagree with everything about that. It just—I don't know. I feel ah. like it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, It's—I—I I, just because I—I don't—I don't feel like you know the people. I feel like the people do have arcs. I mean, obviously, you don't get too deep into any of the characters, but I feel like that—that that makes it that much more realistic. You don't know every—you know—all the people you know or work with daily. 
you, you only see the surface and only occasionally, you know, dive a little bit into who they are, what they are, things like that. Do, um, do you and want I, to see a movie of like your coworkers? Like right. I don't. <laughs> no, I mean, and I work no. But when it's when people. it's people who are doing something, you know, amazing, like some some doing some incredible work, like important work, like for society. I mean, I, I, that's. I mean, it's very hard to disassociate this from its subject matter, you know, because it's like if this were about like you know some guy who was worried about you know placing stop signs in his town, you know, <laughs> then the journalist. And it would be, it would be kind of garbage because yeah, it's weird. But, no, because... You, but you can, you can make an inter- You can make anything interesting if you have the right, you know, good characters to follow. People are gonna follow. Right. People are gonna love good characters that they can like mm-hmm. latch onto and feel like they've went through something together. I don't think the characters go through. They, you know, they, you know, they they go through the story and they find all these. They, they find all these. Things, they find all these facts, but they don't. They don't go through anything themselves. Nobody. Well, nobody, nobody has a crisis of faith. Nobody. Like, well, I think, uh, you know, uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say Michael Keaton's character. I mean, he's like, he realizes how deep into it is, uh, how, how, how much he has, to, you know, his whole, well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's all his connections. I mean, he's, he's playing golf with the, all the other people and he's, you know, he's doing, he has all these connections in, within the church and, you know, professionally and, and, uh, and, and personally. And he kind of realizes how that has blinded him to what's actually going on. He's, he just as complicit. And I find that, you know, it's almost like the scariest part about it is that, they were sort of helping to cover up themselves because they weren't pushing on this. And it wasn't until they had an outsider to point out how, how messed up everything was. I know I find that part of the whole story the most fascinating. I, maybe maybe it is less about the the, the characters themselves and the actual whole situation that they're thrust into. Well, that's the um, thing. That's I mean, you kind of you kind of said one of my points in a in a in a roundabout way with the whole like if it was about getting stop signs in the city, it would be boring. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all of its gravitas and all of this like compl- uh, you know complicitness and all that stuff. Well, is not it's true though. Is not from the movie. It's from the subject matter that the movie yeah, is telling a story about someone telling a story about. Right. Like, yeah, but, yeah. And also the to the to Steve's. Uh, well, I, well, let's 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 do a little let's do a little exercise here because so like the stop sign analogy I really like. Mad Max. Let's go back to Mad Max for a second, please. If you change the plot of Mad Max, <laughs> let's not make it about you know, rescuing the women and then, you know, Mad Max having a change of heart and then working with them to go back and take out the city and sort of have another thing, right? What if it was about um, the, the the people in uh, bullet towns uh, were, like, horribly, uh, I don't know, in, enslaved or, or something awful happened there or whatever? The skill at which the rest of the film was even something more benign, like it's just Mad Max getting away, let's even do that it wouldn't have as much sort of gravitas because the story wouldn't be as rich, but it still would have presented me with something where I would have been like, this is interesting. Many parts of this are interesting. So like that to me, if you can do that, if you can do the little pic- pixel or yeah, the, but I, uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't, I feel like if you mix around Mad Max, the whole point of the film is lost. You know, if you, if you lose the as fact it that it's a hundred percent, but I'm saying right. you could make a slightly lesser film by taking one or two components out. Whereas if you took out the one component in this film, which is basically, but it's like, why would you not? Why would you not bring up that amazing? You know, like the, you wouldn't make a film about. That's the whole point, though. It's like you wouldn't make a film about a lesser story. So that, like that's why this makes sense. You know, but Mad you wouldn't Max make a story leans... about. Yeah. No. No. Mad Max just leans into the its strength and the story that it creates, where where Spotlight just shows you how people showed people the story and that to me like it's it's really 
it's really the 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 secondary nature of the way the story is told or what the story is about. It's like one step too far for me. It's it's I always have a problem too, and this is my it's my bias is showing. Uh, stories about people that tell stories always piss me off. R- written tales about writers writing something <laughs> piss me off. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's just never. It's it's not interesting because the point of it is not on i can kind of agree i mean it's a, it's a different it's a different format it doesn't really translate ways i can i can understand that but i kind of i, I kind of like and like we talked about at the beginning is like i feel like you know showing the importance of journalism and again it's like it's such an important thing especially like the, the players in this like marty baron who's who's gone on to he's, he's moved out to the washington post right now and has, has been you know in instrumental and in, in taking down the I mean, he's pretty much like now single-handedly but helped uh take down trump i mean it's because of him that the tax forms were released it's because of him that the uh the, the billy bush tape was released and all stuff um and it's it's only because of you know the work that they do and i feel like like not enough people know about it and appreciate it and i, I any kind of like insight into like like even a more mundane job like that that has importance i don't know i find that i find that fascinating i, I love huh. that kind of that I stuff wish a little it was just- Yeah, I wish it was just more engaging because then we might have sort of a larger pool of new journalists. Like, I don't think this film is going to convince anybody to go be a journalist. Like, no, it looks like it looks like a horrible job. It doesn't. It's a lot of scut work, a lot of research, a lot of 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 claim. Yeah. Although they give you a claim at the end, I guess they do get the Pulitzer and all that stuff. But uh, you know, it's you know, for the most part, these people are working tirelessly for for nothing right and and you know for shitty wages uh no jobs and then then i knew i knew from the moment i sat down this movie five minutes in that at the end there'd be white text going telling me more of the story after right right right. well they had to do that and i was like okay oh here's the list great okay so now you're trying to give me an emotional gut punch that has literally it's literally another step away from the film you told me right i don't know Right. Um, it's too, so again, much information. I feel like I'm, I'm being very harsh, and I apologize for that. I, I've said this sort of during one of the breaks. I don't ever want to try to convince somebody to not like a film. Uh, this is my own particular brand of haterade, and if someone wants a sip of it, it you know, the more the merrier. But it, I, I want people to like movies. So, Alex, I'm, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, 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 <laughs> no, like, I... I and no, I, no, I, I, I know find, what you mean. You find great points that like that resonate with you, and that's important for any of this, any conversation about any sort of art form. So like, I really, I don't know, I dig that. And every time I have a conversation about this, it does cause me to think more about it. Which, I mean, if there's one thing I will give this movie, it's it 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 makes me think a lot about the craft at which movies are made, why things are made, and how things are portrayed. Right. And um. I think it's it has some good lessons to be learned in there. It gets the conversation going, and it does get you talking and question. I suppose questioning your own faith in your institutions and your com- one's complicity in the larger scheme of things. I myself, you know, don't go to church, but I can still, uh, you know, I used to, and I can still feel a little bit of the oh shit, I probably had you know not nothing nothing directly to do with this but you just feel like you the stain of this scandal kind of rubs off on everybody and it's hard to disassociate yourself with it even though people are trying like in the movie people are like no we didn't really cover it up because of this this or that but 
the reaction to the, there was even reaction to the film from from like members of you know the Catholic Church that were they were kind of annoyed at the how they were portrayed in this, which is you know I don't know maybe they should have shut up at this point because <laughs> there wasn't Perhaps. really yeah. much. There was it was all because it's all fa- it's all well, factual. After. Yeah, yeah. And they came. They they painted them as boogeymen, right? They painted them sort of like that. But then, yeah, when like there's that one moment where like the Catholic Church, the representative or whatever, I forget the moment, but he's like, "Listen, you better you better not print this to whoever." Mm-hmm. And then they uh-huh. print it, and then there's no repercussions because oh fuck, you're guilty. Like I was just like, yeah. oh, oh, so the big bad that everyone's scared, which maybe that's the point. That's is there's Trump again too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, you know, thing like, with the, yeah. the Times had that amazing statement a couple of, like <laughs> last week, like. Come yeah, me, okay, you're gonna sue us for libel. Go ahead. Yeah, let's let's do that. You can't do anything to tarnish your reputation any more than you have done yourself. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> it's Alex, beautiful. Alex, you yeah. are, and if this is too far, I can edit it out. Uh-oh. You are yeah. in. You are in a different position than than, than, than Matt and I. Uh, this edit is, me out of existence. No, no. This is this is a, this is a, this is a. So you 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 had you had a yeah. you, you had a you had a. A positive. You had an emotional experience I, I really, with this. Yes. Yes. Are, I, I took away a lot from it. I. I definitely got. I, I. I could have fully admit that. You know, maybe I got more into it because of the whole journalism thing, and I made me want to read more about the case and more about right. the people in it. And I took that away from it. So it's, yeah. I mean, I can. But I, same thing. I love these conversations because I can. I can understand these. Uh. These. 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 Uh, the ways you guys think about it too. Right. Um, but okay. But yeah, I did come really high on it, and I like. I don't think. If I had a pick for the year, yeah, Mad Max would have won. But I can I can sort of see the importance of having a spotlight get the top point. You know, like to to, to shine another light. I hate that friggin' thing <laughs> what I'm doing there. But it's, you know, just shine a light on spotlight and what it did and and what you know the importance of journalism. I can kind of I, I can appreciate it for that. It's very telling um, of the style of storytelling because you're shining a light on spotlight, right. which shined a light right. on a story in the story. So yes, many lights. <laughs> All, All of the, the lights. lights. There are four lights. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, my, uh, you know, no, my point was, the drama surrounding this, the story surrounding this involves the sexual abuse of children, and right now you are the yeah. only one with children. Oh, with with your, yeah. I mean, well, that, uh, that I mean, that could definitely, uh, yeah. Obviously, as a as a dad, I look at things differently now. Things that I would never have uh, affected me uh, in the past definitely affect me in completely different ways now. Um, yeah, but I am also an atheist, so I'm like, that couldn't happen to me. <laughs> Fuck the church. You know, like, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to Catholics out there. No, but um, no. So yeah, I'm not like you know directly. You know, I'm not concerned that I'm you know going to be sending my kids off to to whatever choir or whatever the hell it is that the oh, church okay. does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but no, yeah, I can Let's see. Let's call I can it see choir. It <laughs> <laughs> the clergy. That's a word. Yeah. Di- yeah. No, but um. Diocese. Yeah. I, no, no, I can agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah, as I, I don't want to be like as a dad, I, I, I thought of this of it. I usually don't try to do that. But yeah, obviously, you think about it in a different way when you, okay. when I, when you see anything. So, but I wasn't even thinking. I, I, I say I wasn't even thinking about that portion of it. That almost is like I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's secondary in the film, but I feel like it's almost you know it's more about like the journalistic process. I don't know why, and I find that so fascinating in the movie. Weird. <laughs> I found it fascinating that most of their budget probably went to six feet of dolly track for all of those slow pushes. <laughs> a lot of slow pushes. A there were a lot of slow pushes. <laughs> but I, again, I'm, you know, I think this is actually a very well put together film. I the the technical competency was 
fine. It was good. It was it was fine to above average. It's like, fine. It's fine. fine. Right. <laughs> well, to be, well, there. It's a it's a movie that is completely devoid of flourish. It's very. It's almost understated. There's that one little freak out from uh, Mark Ruffalo, which is which was his yeah. Oscar clip. So and so it, you know it it can focus all of its energies on coaxing good performances. The best performances for the film. yeah a working man's film. This is the kind of film that you wish you would, you could make in college that you know and not some stupid movie about a hitman or whatever it is college kids make these days. I don't know. Um, guys, we are running I over. I wonder what current. <laughs> I wonder what current uh, college films like if it's still hitmen or if there's like some other trend <laughs> that like has taken over. Like they still gotta be stars. experimental experimental films, right? They, gotta, they still gotta be doing all those uh, weird, sure. you know, just, just random shot shots. Fo- of yeah. Shot on phones or something like that. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know. But um, guys, we are we are running over, and it has been a great conversation. And I I think we could actually go on for a bit longer than that, but we think we should we should nix that. So uh, so the final thoughts are to the question to both of you: Did Spotlight deserve to win Best Picture? I think for all of the myriad of reasons that I've put up all, and its contenders, uh, a resounding throughout the halls of the clergy. <laughs> no. I got so, Nicholas Cage in the first moment. So, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Was that uh, a face-off reference? Did you just did that, it that just was happen? a face-off. Yeah, that that's <laughs> that's amazing. Finally, Steph Marchetti, you're. We welcome. had to talk about it once. In our Oscar <laughs> podcast, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So, uh, <laughs> Alex, agree for agree, disagree yes. for similar reasons. Uh, not my choice, but I'm okay with it. All right. Uh, can I can I say that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Now, <laughs> right. now, uh, now, obviously, this is the most recent. Academy Award winner, so it hasn't really had time to gel into the public consciousness. How do you think this will stand, say, ten years from now? Oof. Alex, that's that's a hard one. I, I, uh, maybe I don't think it's going to stand. <laughs> it's one of those things. I, I feel like, uh, and as people, more people, uh, kind of uh, put aside the uh, the history of Mad Max and go see it. Uh, and realize how amazing it is. Uh, I feel like that's gonna be the this is gonna be the one where it's like, why did why did that not win? It's definitely gonna be. I feel like that's gonna. I don't know. That's gonna be my prediction. It's gonna be that year that like Mad Max didn't win, rather than Spotlight winning. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it has the legs to hold up in history. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> Would it hold up better when Spotlight Two Spotlighter? Marty Bar- Marty Baron gets his revenge. Marty Baron on Trump versus Trump. But uh, comes out <laughs> and inevitably wins best picture in about like six years or whenever it is they start oh making God, the movies. Oh God, that's about so them. true. <laughs> they, li- that's, this is gonna be so many shitty movies. So many. <laughs> oh God, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of. Oh, lot of, this uh, fucking circus <laughs> is gonna turn into like our entertainment. It's, it's never gonna end. On. It's not going to end. It our nightmare is no. just beginning. And they're going to show. Ah. And they're going to show movies on the tr- on the Trump News Network about oh, this election, <laughs> undoubtedly. But uh, perhaps we will never live to see that day. <laughs> what? So <laughs> we'll take our lives. Why? What's happening? You know something? Some, should I go some, back to my own reality before this one collapses? Should, because something bad might happen if Trump is elected. 
but we should be fine. But um, so that was ominous. <laughs> this has been Oscar Watch. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop this madness right now. We're getting it's getting long in the tooth, getting loopy. Alex, where can people find you if they want to get in touch? They can find me on Twitter, Alex Raviello, or just AlexRaviello.com. Okay, excellent. Matt, once again, where would people if they wanted to hear the only podcast about movies? We're just they... out on iTunes, the only mm-hmm. podcast about movies. Uh, it's, yeah, on iTunes. Uh, like, subscribe, uh, stars, whatever. Also, you can find My Life and Works at Matthew Kroll, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z on there. And also Emperor, M-S-K, on Twitter. Also, we're Only Movie Pod, I believe, on Twitter as well for that. And if you'd like to yell at my co-host, anyone, just ran, just yell at him. Shakir Dowd, <laughs> yell at him. He deserves it. Even just be like, Shahir, why do you hate fun? If you could inundate his inbox with Shahir, why do you hate fun? My life will be complete. So <laughs> he do really that. does hate fun, folks. Really does. And you can find us at uh, OscarWatchPodcast at gmail.com on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram at OscarWatchPod. Do send a uh, give us a give us a review on iTunes. Any star will do. We're not too picky. Five star. Five stars. Five stars. I, yeah, five stars. Alex, do you have the dice? Yes, sir. All right. Oh, I do have the dice. The what? Do you have oh, the, you yeah, have the I list. I about this part. You're going to roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yes. roll the dice. Do you have the list? Because actually I don't have the list in front I, of me. So I, I'm gonna... I do have the list. I do have the list. All right. Teamwork Let's see what the dream work. Let's see what happens. 53. 53. Or, the 1980 Best Picture winner, Ordinary People. Oh, uh, directed, okay. by, directed by Robert Redford, starring yeah. Timothy Hutton and Mary Tyler Moore, I think, isn't it? Is that it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's good. I'm, I haven't seen it I since seen high it. school, though, so it's going to be one of those ones. That... It's been a while. Watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. So that will be the uh, episode next week. Do stick around. Tune in. It will be an interesting conversation. I'm, cu- I'm very curious to uh, revisiting this. Uh, this has been Oscar Watch Podcast. We will see you next week for a wonderful discussion on ordinary people. Until then, we will see you on the red carpet.